Hey, this is voice actor Cassandra Lee Morris. Welcome to Now You See Me. I've voiced hundreds of characters for anime, video games, and animation, and I realized people know a lot about the characters I play, but very little about the real me. So, I started this podcast to pull back the curtain on my life, share more about myself, and what I've gone through. Along the way, I'll be interviewing guests, some well-known and others behind the scenes, to dig into their lives and find out what they've overcome to achieve their artistic goals. I hope this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to live your best creative life. Together, we'll all learn that there's more to someone than the stories they tell. Hey, everyone. Last time, I dove into it with voice actor Michelle Ruff to talk about the creative hustle it took to get where she is, ageism in the voiceover industry, and how navigating the entertainment industry is different for men versus women. So, if you missed that episode, go back and give it a listen, because this is part two, where we chat about being raised in a religion we no longer identify with, spirituality, and advice to give our younger selves. And a reminder, this podcast is 100% self-funded, out of pocket, from the studio rental to the editing to the graphic design. Every little bit helps. So if you find value in this episode, please consider making a donation via the link in the show notes. Any amount helps, truly. I would love to make more episodes like this one, and your donation will help me do so. Now, without further ado... Let's get into it. So would you consider yourself spiritual person versus like religious? Uh, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I grew up Catholic. Me too. You did? Yeah. And I, at a certain point, I was like, I can't, like, I don't agree with like a lot of the doctrine. Things. Yeah. Or just about like gay marriage and stuff like that. I well, was like, I can't. there's a lot of stuff that just does not sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually grew up like Orthodox Catholic. Oh, wow. My parents decided that they didn't like the new Catholic church. Mm-hmm. So they went back to like the old Latin mass. So they, they were going to Latin mass. Oh, my I gosh. had to wear skirts mm-hmm. and a veil. Wow. You know, long skirt below the knee with a veil. Even when you weren't at church? No, no, just a church. church. Okay, Poor okay. church, like mm-hmm. on Sundays. Yeah. Um, and then the whole mass would be in Latin. Yeah. They like outlawed that at one point. They did. And then there was one church left in the nation doing it, and it was then the town over from me. Really? <laughs> yeah, Monroe, Connecticut. I mean, we, my parents went, they, we, they had, they helped build a church like near us when it was outlawed, when the, the oh, Catholic Church And said, they were like, we're holding Latin Mass. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And wow. there were people there. Like, people were, were down with it. Yeah. But um, I just – there's just too many things to, in the doctrination of it that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Not saying that, you know, it's wrong or it's bad for anybody if that's the way somebody – feeds their soul i'm Mm -hmm. all for it like i respect my mom i respect my dad i respect my sister she's very very much into the church in that way Mm -hmm. whatever floats your boat yeah you know what i mean it just doesn't float my boat yeah i totally get that and relate and respect that too 
um, like I I was baptized and like confirmed and all that and but my parents weren't they didn't seem super into it like I would go to CCD yeah and I actually asked my dad recently I was like why did you keep taking us to church and like you made me go to CCD which was like Catholic Catholic like catechism or whatever it was like after school like Catholic school yeah And I was like, why? Like, After school, Catholic yeah, school. <laughs> I was like, why did you make me do all of this? Like, if you didn't believe in it, like, why did you make us do it? And uh, I think he said something like my mom wanted to get or maybe her mom wanted her to get married in a Catholic church and they needed to get like counseling beforehand. I mean, this is like back in the day. I don't know what happens now. I got married at a. It's the same thing. At a golf club. <laughs> I got married on a mountaintop in oh, Fundidato, cool. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> but the the priest or whoever was like, uh, all right, you can get married here, but you have to raise your kids Catholic. And he was just like honoring that commitment that he had made. I don't know. And I went to Catholic school, like legit Catholic school for one year, and I hated it. It was awful. Oh, my God. It I was went, so bad. I went to Catholic school kindergarten through eighth grade oh my god with the uniform the plaid yes uh, ma'am yep. yeah see i didn't like it mostly because like there were only 19 kids in my grade oh and i i'd come from like a larger school and like i don't know it was super clicky and like i don't know i, I don't know so i just didn't i was like literally bringing a ouija board to class oh, and my, oh my dad was like you probably shouldn't bring that to <laughs> You're like, why? I know. <laughs> and it's, I don't know. I was just kind of like checked out from the whole like religious education aspect of it. Like this is so embarrassing, but I'll tell you. I didn't even understand like, <laughs> the resurrection until I was like 30 years old. I was like, wait, what do you mean? Because, you know, you recite the thing like on the third day he rose again. I thought he like went to heaven and they're like, no, he came back to life. And I just like never. I don't know. I guess I wasn't paying attention. It was a miracle, Cassandra. <laughs> like I, for some reason, it just didn't register at all. I didn't. And then I was like, "What?" I was like, "Is that what people mean when they're like, yeah, zombie Jesus?" Because I just never got it. So I just think from a young age, I was like, this is not really like my thing. You're like, I'm, it's not, it's not like watching a TV show where you have suspension of disbelief. <laughs> well, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. But yeah. Oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I think now that for me, all roads lead to Rome. So yeah. You know, whatever your beliefs are, as long as you're, you know, not harming anybody. Exactly, yeah. And working on bettering yourself, um, you know, growing in consciousness and working towards, like, just a better – I think it's, like, one person at a time. If you make a better – world for yourself you can make a better world for other people around you even if Mm -hmm. it's like 
one person. Yeah. You know, a person at the grocery store, somebody you say hello to mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't know what, we, we don't know what people are going through on the inside. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. we just don't know, obviously, with all the people we've lost recently, mm-hmm. that we thought we're fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you wake up the next day and you find out that they've, they've killed themselves yeah. or, you know, committed suicide. So it's like one person at a time. You take that time to say hello to somebody, to show them some love, Mm -hmm. to spend time to show some empathy, to give them a smile. Like that's church to me. Like that's that's religion. That's spirituality. That's affecting somebody in a positive way. And and that I think is how is how you make a difference, not by sitting in a, you know, wooden pew and kneeling on your knees and smelling stinky incense for, (laughs) you know, two hours. Yeah. Sorry, mom. (laughs) No, I like that because it is all about like being kind to each other and like spreading that. I mean, there's so many times where literally somebody has like been nice to me at the grocery store and I'm like, Or like if somebody like let me go in front of them in traffic. Yes. That's a huge thing too because people drive. Oh, in LA? Oh my God, it's a huge deal. All the time people are cutting each other off and like being so aggressive and like jerky. But if someone is just like, no, go ahead. So I always try to let people in. Me too. Because I'm like, you know, just go. Yeah. Even if I'm in a hurry, it's like being in a hurry, letting somebody go in front of me is not going to speed up my trip. No. At all. People act like it's going to add like 20 minutes to their day. It's not. (laughs) Maybe 30 seconds. A middle millimeter. 30 seconds at most, but probably like a half a second. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Probably won't even make a difference. No. God. Anyway. So is there something that you would tell your younger self? At this point, it could be career-wise or it could just be like personal life-wise or like any, at any point, like what would you tell like 20-year-old Michelle? Oh, man. That's a really good question. Like what would I tell myself? Um, Relax. Mm -hmm. Relax. Like. There's no mystery. You know what I mean? Especially in the business. I remember when I first started, I was like, it's like, <laughs> you know, you go into a casting director's office <laughs> and it's like the, it's like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Who's behind the curtain? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and the producers and your agent. You're like, ah. and you're like oh my God. Yeah. You know, I would just be like, hey. Chill Chill. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen for you. Yeah. Whatever is, whatever is, is destined to be yours is going to be yours. Yeah. You just have to put that work in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, what is going to be yours is going to be yours. That's so good. It's also like, I, I have to like remind myself of this, like what is meant for you will be, it won't, you won't miss it. You won't miss it. Not saying you can just sit on your butt and not do anything to yeah. get to that point, but I feel like if you're if you are working towards a goal and there's something there for that's yours, it's going to be yours. Yeah, 
if you're doing the work. Yeah. It's all, especially, I feel like any creative career, you have to put in extra, you extra, extra work. Do I mean, even, and not to like knock people, because I know I have a friend who is like in the corporate world. She works her ass off and she's been super successful, but it's because she put in the work. Of course. And it's like. I just I feel like so many times and I'm I'm totally guilty of this. <clears throat> I I've been like, oh yeah, well, you know, in corporate careers, like there's a set path. Like first you're an assistant, then you're a coordinator, then you're a this, then you're right. a manager, <clears throat> and then you're a senior manager, and you just move up the ladder. But it's like, no, you have to deliver and you have to put in the work if you want to make it to like the senior levels. It's the same with this. It's very different, like in the path and like you know, we probably have to like network more and like hustle more. Oh my God. The every audition, networking. every audition is a job interview, a hundred percent. So like we could be doing like 10 job interviews a week. <laughs> uh, the way I look at it, honestly, I mean, I don't audition as much anymore mm-hmm. um, just because I'm not getting in, uh, as many auditions, mm-hmm. but also because I just get hired. Yeah. You're direct you know, call. I'm direct call. But I feel like, um, that work that you're putting in the audition process is the actual job. Oh yeah, yeah, you have to treat it like your job. Yes, the yeah. booking is the is the prize, is the, the icing on the cake. Yeah, as actors, especially when you're first starting out, I feel like mm-hmm. that audition that's your work. Yeah. So, you know, you put that work in and you got to pay your dues just like everyone else does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so – it's funny. I remember one of the first conventions I went to, a guy was interviewing us and he was like, whoa, you just burst on the scene. You're new. Uh, And I was like – Oh, hey, yeah. I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. I just am now in an anime that you've heard of. Right. Like, it doesn't mean that I haven't been... Behind the scenes. Working in other spaces. Like, you didn't see the 20 commercials I did when I was a teenager. Yeah. Or you didn't hear the 30 radio spots I did. Exactly. Like, you know, there's all... You didn't see me on stage, you know, in Chicago doing improv Improv. theater. Yeah. For five years, you know. You didn't see the regional theater production I did in Connecticut. Yeah, you didn't see the kids. (laughs) The, the Second City Children's <laughs> Theater that I did for, you know, a couple. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's always a backdrop. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's, I never want to like minimize the work that actors or any creative person has put in. No. Because it's, nobody is just like sprung from the womb and like a fully formed actor. <laughs> like even child actors. They, some of them audition for years. Yeah. Because their parents start them when they're so little. And then they book a big Disney job when they're 10 and they're famous. It's like, now that kid's been working for six years. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah, it's not all of a sudden. Yeah, it's never all of a sudden. So I know. Although I do know one all of a sudden. No. I know (laughs) one kid. Who is it all of a sudden? That's a 0.01 percentage of actors. Maybe less. 0.0001 percentage of actors. Yeah. Um, You know, it might have taken him like a year, but he was so cute. Oh, my God. Adorable. 
uh, you know, young and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, but here's the thing, like, uh, when they grow up and they age out of, like, their cuteness thing, then they have to reinvent themselves. And yeah. imagine having to reinvent yourself when you're, like, 12. Well, look at what Miley Cyrus had to do. <laughs> oh, she had to completely shock everybody if you're, like, I naked. I came in and- like a wrecking ball. Yeah. She was naked in that in that video. Yes, she was. That's, and then yeah. and then she twerked Ellen Thick on stage, remember? Oh, yeah. At the Grammys or whatever she was that was. Really trying to shed that image. Oh, she was like, I don't want to be a Disney kid anymore. Yeah. Point taken. Yeah, we get it. We get it, Miley. Oh my god. Um, is there anything that voiceover has taught you? that you think everybody should learn in their life? Is there like a lesson? Oh man, this is probably not a good life lesson, but I would say don't think, just do. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a that's like improv though. Yeah. Like, don't think. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just dive in. Just dive in. Like don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. I think that actually is a really good life lesson because how many things don't happen because people overthink them? Yeah. And then you like think yourself out you of it. You think yourself out of it. And by yeah. that time, that's the opportunity is gone. Yeah. Or the, the energy is dissipated. Yeah. So. That is a really good life lesson, actually. Yeah. That's very wise. <laughs> nice. What do people misunderstand about you the most? Or what is a misconception? I, well, I don't know if it's the same anymore, but for most of my life, my niceness has been um, misconstrued as naivety. Uh, And I feel like, is that like a woman thing or no? I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm biased at this point. You know, it's like, it's like. Oh, she's nice, so she must be super naive. Mm. Whereas I'm like, and I know when somebody feels that way about me, mm-hmm. and I can tell, and I just kind of sit back and let it unfold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah. of course, I don't let people take advantage of me. No, I've never thought that you were that type of person. Like to me, you've always seemed like super savvy. Like, you have, like, you carry yourself with, like, a confidence. And, like, you're playful and fun and friendly, but you're also, like, you know, I I know what's up. Like, I'm not, like, eh. Yeah. And, may, I mean, maybe at first I was me, you know, like. Well, yeah, I, that's anybody. But, but like I said, experience come or with age comes experience, or I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. But, like, you've had so many experiences that, like, you are super savvy, and like you, you can navigate things better now. I do. Yeah. I do navigate things better. But even like first starting out, or or within the first like ten years of being in LA, and mm. you know, I worked my butt off. Like yeah. I had four jobs when I first got here. Oh my gosh! I was I was working for free with this casting director. I was a personal assistant to a celebrity. Oh, wow. I was waitressing Mm -hmm. and I was dog sitting. Oh my gosh. So I was doing four different things. Yeah. And really like burning the candle at both ends. Um, So I've, and like, I don't even know where I'm going with this now. I've kind of lost, we lost, I lost topic, but, um, (laughs) The naivety thing. Yeah. 
I You're street smart. I'm street smart. Like I'm not stupid. I know yeah. how to make ends meet. I've always figured out a way. Yeah. Um I know how to sell myself. Yep. Which is so important as an actor it's and any so, creative person. Yeah, it's you have like, to know your brand. You do because if you don't, it's like there there's a million talented actors in LA. Yep. A million talented actors, but how many people actually are working yeah. like, on a regular basis? Like 1% of them. Those are the people that know how to handle their business. Yep. That's the hard thing as an actor, any creative person, mm -hmm. because, you know, you have to have that creative artsy side, but you have to know your business. You have to. Yeah. And you have to have a thick skin. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at first, like, you know, auditioning and stuff, I would get so upset if I didn't book something. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. It, there, there will always be another audition. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Has there ever not been an audition for you? No. No. <laughs> yeah. So I always think about that on a slow time. Like, it, there's always auditions. Yeah. When it's time, when it is slow, it's time to relax. Yeah, which you it's deserve after having four jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to chill. Oh, my gosh. So uh, what is bringing you joy right now? Ooh. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this a couple weeks before Christmas. Are we? Yes, yes we for are. For context. Christmas time is like, uh, it's like my favorite. Like right now, mm -hmm. from September through Probably right around Christmas is my favorite time of year. Nice. What do you like about it most? The weather. Yeah, it gets a little crisp here. It's crisp. I get to wear sweaters and boots and mm -hmm. fun clothes. And yeah, um, I don't know. I just love like all the lights mm -hmm. and Christmas trees and cookie swaps and yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, I love. The theatricality of Christmas. Yes. Because it's like, there's music, uh, there's decorations, there's lights, there's special food. There I is think baby Jesus in a manger. <laughs> <laughs> I think it speaks to like the, because I started off doing um, theater. So I think it, it speaks to like the theater kid in me. Totally. Like, it's time to dress the set. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're getting into character. We're learning our song. <laughs> So, yeah, I love this time of year, too. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Yeah. It's time to put Santa on the rooftop. <laughs> Let's go, Rudolph. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank we you did. so much for joining me. Oh, my God. Thanks this has for been a great me. conversation. It was good. It yeah. was good. Yeah. So I learned from you. That I didn't know anything about Jesus. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. If people would like to follow you, where, where can they find you? Uh, so I'm on Instagram at Michelle Ruff V O one. Cool. M I C H E L L E R U F F V O one. Awesome. And I'm also on Twitter and TikTok. My TikTok. I still have not, like, gotten that shit down. I yeah. Video is a whole different thing. I feel like sometimes I post on TikTok and then I'll not even open it for a couple months. <laughs> 
I'm like, oh, yeah, I have that app. <laughs> I have like 300 followers on TikTok. Like, I do not I know. Like, I don't get that at all. It's a whole different thing. Honestly, I like Twitter the best because it just it's just words. But then all the I don't even know if it's going to be around. Much I know. Longer. I'm, I'm like, thinking uh... about Twitter right now. And I'm like, do I even want to continue on it? Yeah. I'm mm. kind of just seeing where it's at. Yeah, that's what I've been doing too, just sort of. One day at a time. (laughs) Sitting back and watching. Yeah. But it's Michelle Ruffio one on Twitter too. Okay, awesome. (laughs) By the way. (laughs) Follow her (laughs) until the end of Twitter. Until the end of Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. There will be a new episode soon. Uh, Yeah, hope you guys have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Now You See Me. If you found value in this episode, please consider donating to the podcast to show your support. This podcast is fully self-funded from the studio rental to recording to the editing to the graphic design to the distribution platform. All of that costs money and every little bit helps. So there is a link down below in the show notes where you can send a donation in any amount at all. And like I said, anything really helps. Also, please follow, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review with your feedback. It really, really helps out me and the pod, especially as we are just getting started. Thank you so much for being here and for your support. Video and audio editing by Chris. Music by Steve Shebby. For collaborations or ad requests, email booking.cassandralemorris at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.